Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling Podcast, episode 21. We're legal. <laughs> We're legal, what the fuck? I'm your host, Viral Viper, a.k.a. Viper Freed, with my co-host. The Renegade Enigma. Yes, and we are back. back. And back better than ever. No, no, and then we're going to get fired like Eric Bischoff. <laughs> we didn't even get to show up when we got fired. What the fuck? <laughs> he didn't even show up. <laughs> That fucking sucks. At least we made it to 20-something episodes. He didn't even make it once. So, that's a thing. Exactly. <laughs> Take that, Eric. <laughs> but yeah, we're here. And we're on episode three of the Rumble Saga. Alright. Yeah, and we're really close to Royal Rumble, and we literally have dick to go on. I didn't not even week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is dude. What the what the fuck do we have to go on for fucking Royal Rumble? Seriously, like the Royal Rumble match itself, man, or like the the pay per view period. The pay per view. <sighs> Royal Rumble match is like the women's match. As far as I know, we only got Charlotte in it. Um, we have Sarah Logan in it. Oh, she so actually confirmed being in it. Okay. Sarah um, Logan, and there were a couple other that I can't remember right now, but there's more women in it. Okay. Yeah, Men, they just... a lot in it. Um, I know we have um, the Universal Title match. Yes, and who's in it? Um, Bray White versus. Um, now, I'm not sure. I want to say it's The Fiend, but you know how they might switch it and whatnot. But um, versus Daniel Bryan. Yes. Off the top of my head, that's all we got, I want to say. That's all we got, but we have Brock Lesnar as number one in the Royal Rumble. Well, I think and it's confirmed we... he's not defending the title, right? Like, it's not for the title. No, it's not oh. for the title. Also, we have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross that are in the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. Yes. And we have... That's all we have. Like, there's no other matches confirmed for the Rumble. Except for Becky and Asuka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Becky and Asuka. Like, Bailey literally... doesn't have a match, does he? Wait, no, Not I think yet. Bailey... Bailey might have a match against um, Lacey Evans. That's not confirmed yeah. yet. But not yet. We literally have a week and a half. Dude, next week when we're recording, we'll be a couple days away from the Rumble. Yeah. This is complete bullshit. Complete Pretty bullshit. much. But yeah, it's coming up really quick. Like at this point... Would I blame, like, WWE has too many pay-per-views, like, stacked together, and they can't really build a proper show, you know what I mean? I mean, that's true, and speaking of them having stacked pay-per-views together, they're gonna do another Saudi Arabia show in February, a couple days before their next, their bigger pay-per-view. Which I heard a lot of people don't want to go, so, you know what I mean? 
Good luck on that one, man. Don't want to go, but a match has been floating around all day is The Fiend versus King in Saudi Arabia. Um, okay. I mean, the Saudi Arabia shows are weird, but that's really freaking weird. Like, I can't even, like, speak. That's how weird it is. I would say, yeah, it's super weird, but they announced earlier this week that Kane's going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. And it's like, okay, why is he going to be on SmackDown? That's why. The build-up to that, okay. Because I did hear that, too. Yeah, so... That's the thing coming out of it. I was like, what the fuck? Mm. I just room and I You don't what? It's I don't care for it too. Oh, because it cut off. Strowman, it's Braun Strowman versus Brzezinski? Yeah. Oh, because it cut off. Um, is it for the title? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be entertaining, I guess, but I really don't care. Like, I don't care. That that match actually is having a build-up, but I don't care. Do you really like the build-up to this match? No, no. I said, like, that match is having a build-up, like, but I don't care. Like, so far, it's been kind of entertaining, but, like, it's like... Whatever, like. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care. It's like they don't care about the IC title either, which is weird because they made a brown new one. Yeah, that's why I don't care. It's like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know what's wrong with SmackDown, but SmackDown has not been good. Actually, like, yeah, like, it's been slack, and, and you know how much I love SmackDown. So. Yeah. It's been missing something. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, they need to fix it soon. Yeah. But Raw has been fairly good. Yeah, I gotta agree with that. Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black for the third time. And even yeah. so, like, even so, like, they have so many matches back to back to back. It's They're still good, though. Exactly. Because those two can fucking go. Yep. And then we have Ray versus Andrade for the U.S. title in a ladder match next week. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fucking awesome. That's like the it, first like ladder match in a while on, on a Raw, right? Yeah. Like since, It's been a long time. I want to say since the Attitude Era? Am I right about that or no? No, no, no. It, it's happened recently, but not too recently. Oh, okay. It, it's happened probably in the last five years. Okay. Because for some reason, they don't treat Raw like they used to. Nah. Like, I don't know why. back in the day, you would have uh, um, a ton of steel cage matches. They had a hell in a cell here and there. You know, they, mm-hmm. they would actually go for it on a Raw. Like, now it's like, eh. Now it's just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. 
Seth Rollins, the Messiah of Monday night. And the AOP had a fist fight versus Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and Bibicho. And pretty much a fist fight is pretty much a last man standing match. That's the way it, it like went down to, you know? It kind of pissed me off because they hyped it up all week. Like, We're going to have this fist fight. We're going to have this fist fight. And has everybody thinking of, hey, what's the rules? What are the rules? And it's just a fucking last man standing match? A six man last man standing match? I'm picturing like them wearing like Hulk hands and shit like that. I know that was a running joke, but I actually legit thought that. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Like, that was it. <laughs> but I did, not gonna lie, I did like the way that it ended. Mm-hmm. When Buddy Murphy, who got beat by Alistair Black earlier in the night and sat outside for the rest of the night on the floor sulking, he fucking joined the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah. It's like, okay. And and the last thing you see is Buddy Murphy standing with Seth Rollins in the AOP at the end of the show. Like, that is kind of huge for Buddy Murphy there. I got to call out the, that one huge spot, though. Like, and I said it when they debuted the fucking set, though. Someone's going to go full on Tony Hawk and jump off that bitch because it's like a ramp way and whatever. Fucking Kevin Owens did that shit. That shit was awesome. That was the fucking move of the night. Kevin yes. Owens stole the show with that. That was that was fucking awesome. He ran up the fucking Titantron and jumped on AOP and some Mojo. It, it was fucking awesome. That was some motherfucking John Morrison parkour shit, or like uh, I don't know, Kofi Kingston, fucking uh, um, Ricochet, someone to that level to do that shit. Not saying that fucking Kevin Owens can't do it because in the indies he did crazy shit like that but the be style like you know I don't think he would have done it but yeah, lo and behold he did yep speaking of Morrison did you see Morrison help out Miz on Friday night yes and he did that flip yep that was crazy like to me it reminded me of fucking uh Jeff Hardy's whisper in the wind but like it like he hit him in the face with his knees or some shit. Like, it was crazy. But he'll be wrestling this Friday night against Big A. Yeah. So, that'll be cool. And apparently, they're, Miz and Morrison are healed again. So, that's the thing. I'm not against it because they're the best when they're healed. Yeah. I'm not against it at all. Yeah, like, I, I kind of enjoyed Miz's face turn. But, like, he, he's on when he's a heel. Yeah, he he's the best. Yeah. And what else happened on SmackDown? I don't remember. Honestly, I, I want to say nothing really noteworthy like that. No? Nope. And on Raw, just the big things. Oh, we had a we had a triple threat that was pretty damn cool. It was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Drew... Drew pinned AJ Styles. I'm like, oh. Didn't see that coming. And evidently, like, it seemed like Drew's a face now. Yes. He said he's trying to just show more of the Drew Galloway, which basically is him just being a face. Yeah. Him being his stuff. 
Yeah, I believe he's going to either knock Brock Lesnar out of the Rumble and get a shot at WrestleMania or somehow wind up against Brock Lesnar sometime soon. Yeah. And I believe wholeheartedly he's taking the title. Oh, yeah, of course. That's that's going to be fucking awesome. Like, at this time, you know what I mean? Like, from the beginning, he was the chosen one, so, you know? Finally. Because <laughs> he, he was always chosen. He was supposed to be the wrestler of the future. And, well, I guess the future is now. Yeah. It was only a matter of time when they pulled the trigger, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he made them. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think they were going to do it just anyway. Yeah, he basically, like, left, rebuilt himself, and, yeah, the rest is going to be history. Like, he's pretty much full of history right now, like, as he gets back, you know? Yeah. Well, that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you watch NWA Power? Yes, yes. That shit was weird. <laughs> what was weird about it? That that whole like we talked about it last week. That whole team, uh, all this versus Team Morton and whatever. Like, yes, I, I don't know. Like, the teams were weird. Scott Steiner freaked me the hell out. Like, yeah. Why did Scott Steiner freak you out? He's bald. He looks like freaking uh, uh, um Billy Graham. That is hilarious. If y'all don't know who the hell Billy Graham is, look that motherfucker up. That is fucking hilarious. And then look, look, <laughs> look the episode up on YouTube and whatever. Straight up Billy Graham. And then he has all these tattoos and whatnot. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. And you know one thing that kind of weirded me out about fucking NWA because I've been saying this for weeks about Nick Aldis and having too many challengers mm-hmm. he fucking beats up Marty Scroll. he goes to Ring of Honor and kicks Marty Scroll's ass but he doesn't challenge Marty Scroll at the pay-per-view oh yeah he's fighting fucking Flip Gordon <laughs> like what the fuck like you already have Tim Storm Ricky Starks Great Muda Marty Scroll, you have all these fucking people, and then you add another person. Like I don't know how. I just know he's gonna get fucked up and lose the title. In the eventual sense, um, Aaron Stevens is kind of throwing shots at him too. So that's another thing to watch out for. See, he has so many fucking people against him. <laughs> it is just ridiculous. Because he keeps saying it, him and um. What is his name? The question mark. You're going to win all the titles according to him. I see them winning the tag team titles. Yeah. Because I have a feeling somebody's got to beat the fucking Rock and Roll Express. Even though Ricky Morton has a title shot against Nick Aldis. Yeah, makes no fucking sense, but whatever. None. It's like he has a million challenges and he's avoiding every one of them. So he's going to get screwed up and lose his title somewhere and I'm just it makes no fucking sense it None better not be against Ricky Morton I'm just saying oh I don't think he's going to lose against Ricky Morton 
It's going to be close, but I don't think he's going to lose against Ricky. That's the thing. I'm going to be upset. Yeah, no, I would be too. Like, jeez, that, that would be not so nice. It's better that they put but, Rick Steiner, I mean, Scott Steiner on that. You know what I mean? Like, that upset me. Yeah. But I really like the interaction between Zicky Dice and fucking Ricky Starks. Yeah. That, Ricky Starks is fucking awesome. He's great on the mic. And Zicky Dice, it's something about Zicky. I don't know what it is. It's something about him that's like, yo, I really like this weird, creepy guy. It's old school. Yeah, it's something. He got that old school vibe. Yeah, it's something. And you know who else was a fucking talker? Who? The Pope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, to explain to the listeners and whatever... Apparently, he's a quote-unquote manager, even though he denied it, to um, Outlaw Inc., um, Eddie Kingston, and Homicide, right? Yes. They had a match, I forget against who, do you remember? No, I don't. Okay, in any case... Question in Scooter Stevens. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um... The whole story was Homicide came back from an injury or whatever. Apparently, he still has that injury. Like, he came back too early. Now, my question is, right, did he, did Pope kind of turn on him and, like, kind of leave him at the end? Because, like, he kind of, like, had, like, a disgusted face. Like, nah, fuck that. I'm out. No. Here's the funny thing that, that I see with, with Pope. Mm-hmm. The Pope said he wants them, he wants to take somebody to a higher level. And he, he said in the beginning, he's like, yeah, I got Outlaw Inc. He never really said, I'm managing these two guys. So when they lost, he was like, fuck that, I'm not taking you anywhere. And he's like, I'm going to look for my real thing. Okay. I have a feeling he's going to act like he's people's manager until he finds the right person to manage. Okay. One of those type of things. Got you. Yeah. Because he, like, the way he said it was so non-committal to them, and then he was in their corner, and as soon as they lost, he was like, yeah, I don't need you guys. I'm, I need to find my real thing. Yeah, because I kind of, like, felt some type of weird vibe when he left. Yeah, because I felt that when he said that he was working with them, was like, wait a minute, you didn't say that you're really their manager. You just said they're a project. And then you just left at the end, was like, oh, you're looking for something really good. Hopefully, it's something really good. Yeah. Like something unex- unexpected, you know? Yes. And in my mind right now, the unexpected is him teaming up with somebody and being a tag team and winning the titles. So I, I don't know who it could be. Because I have a feeling he's going to look all over and not find shit and then fuck around and he be the person. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. One of those, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself type of things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just like that. Gotcha. I- yeah, but I, for- I totally forgot that he could talk like that. When he came out there and cut the promo for them, I was like, holy shit, he's so fucking good. 
And he he got that eventually from um, TNA Impact Wrestling, whichever one he yeah. was on. Yeah, and I have a little weird news for them in a minute, but yeah, it's like he evolved himself into what he is now. Yep. Because he wasn't he wasn't that as Elijah Burke in WWE. Like he had it a little bit, but like not like that. He had a little bit of talking, but that was it. Like, he was not the Pope. No. Now he's, like, he's up there with, like, I could put him up there with, like, a Jim Cornette talker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about that. He's good. Yeah. But, yeah, speaking of impact... They have had a fucking shit week. A fucking shit week. Yeah. And they had they had tried so hard and they have a shit week. I didn't watch it, but you watched the Impact show on Tuesday. They got fucking canceled from Twitch. Not canceled per se, like like not, I don't know the full story, but like a lot of times when Twitch um first of all, they got banned. For those who mm-hmm. listen, right? A lot of times on Twitch, when you get banned, it's kind of like a three strike rule type of thing. So you get banned for like seven days, I want to say. Like, it's not much. And then you get ba- banned for like a month until eventually you get banned forever, you know? So I'm going to tell you exactly what they got banned for. Yeah, the RVD segment. Yes. Like I know exactly what it was, and like, understandably, I know exactly, and like, understand exactly why. Like, what the hell? Basically, y'all, that shit was a fucking like porn parody or something. <laughs> like, I even told Vic, I'm like, yo, this this is porn, and, and I shit you not, I'm watching TV downstairs because. As y'all know, I don't watch Impact and whatever. It was a weird day. My mom comes downstairs. And she's like, what the hell? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. <laughs> that, that, that is fucking hilarious. I, I literally had to wait for uh, the wrestling segment to come in. And I felt like that whole segment went on fucking forever. It did. And like, no, like. You're trying too hard to be raunchy and all that shit, like ECW type of shit. Like, you took it too far. It was because they're trying to set themselves apart and trying to do something different. Like, their biggest moment was ruined. Basically. So, for you guys who don't know, Tessa Blanchard won... The Impact World Title, the Men's World Title. <coughs> yes. Cause now, now, like I guess anybody could go for it. So. Yes, but before that, some controversy came out about her. Now, the crazy part is, she invited it on herself. Mm-hmm. Cause she sent out a tweet talking about women shitting bully each other and they should help build each other up. I don't know why she sent out the tweet but then all of these past allegations came up <clears throat> at the wrong time. It was like shit. Like 
fucking shit. All of these allegations about her saying the N-word to somebody, pushing somebody down, bullying girls. And then a story that came out that a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but some people knew but didn't talk about how she got kicked out of the May Young Classic for having a super bad attitude. Yeah, so apparently, like, one of the things that she did, I don't know if it was an in the May Young Classic or not, she spat on somebody, too? No, that's when she called the girl the N-word. Oh, okay. And it's like, all of these things came out, and then, you know, she had her defenders going, why would you guys do this right now? And people were like, dude, she basically called it on herself. And then they said, oh, these rumors aren't true, but... Then a lot of other wrestling fans were like, wait a minute. We've heard some of these rumors before, but we didn't, like, get them clarified. And they were like, wait, this this stuff actually happened? And it made people kind of look at Tessa a little bit different. Me, I... She released a, she released a statement today saying she's not racist and she doesn't like racism and people should get over racism and it should be... Like, it shouldn't be a thing anymore. She's the farthest person from racist. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, that's true. Because part of me could believe that in a heated argument, going back and forth with somebody, she might have said the word. She might have called somebody out of her her name, said the word. I'm not saying she did it. I'm just saying she could have. Yeah. Seems plausible. Because when you're pissed off, you try to win that argument, I say, and you try to say, say the worst thing possible to hurt that person when you're that pissed off. Exactly. Like, I know she could, like, she probably didn't mean it, or she she could have meant it, but it, like, it probably was said. Now, that was years ago. She could have grown up and stepped over it. Yeah. But the a little the little apology like the first apology she gave after she won the title was like fuck y'all. Like fuck y'all. And it was like, whoa, like that's like that's not an apology. Like that's a straight screw whoever's listening. Like it, it came off weird. Like a backhanded apology? No, it wasn't even an apology. Like she didn't even apologize. It was just like Fuck, like, fuck all my haters. It's like, dude, like, you just got accused of some deep shit and you're just not gonna, like, you're just gonna brush it off and say, fuck y'all? That's it? It's like, mm, that, that didn't sit right. And then you had to wait six days to apologize. Like, that's like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, Triple H said something and he gave an apology when he found out that he wronged somebody. Like, he literally gave an apology a couple days later. It was like, okay. Because for those of you who don't know, Triple H made a joke about Paige and babies. And it was a it was an offhanded joke. It could have been a funny joke. But... Because Paige can't have kids, it was hurtful. So he apologized. I mean, 
those two instances to me are different though. Oh no, uh, they're completely different. All jokes aside, nah, man. The um, Tesla situation that that's out of pocket and whatever. Even though it's the past, he may change, like you said, and whatever. You know, man. That's way different than just making an off-color joke. You know, what I man. Like, yes. We discussed something like this like months ago in an episode with like the way the world works now. Like everybody's overly sensitive and whatnot. Like that that whole situation pissed me off and whatever. One, he didn't have to make a public apology. He if he was gonna apologize. Just apologize to her. Yes. One, two. You know what I mean? Like, she makes jokes like that all the time. So, like, you follow her on Twitter, you see jokes like that. Her boyfriend, which came at Triple H's neck, made a 9-11 joke. So, yes. you know what I mean? It's like, why even bother? Like, you know? And he's one of the biggest fucking racist jackasses in the world. Exactly. So, oh, like, yeah. who, who cares, you know? Like, I sympathize with like women who can't have babies I sympathize with Paige actually right but mm-hmm. it was just a comment it's not like he cursed her out and whatever she still has a job for god's sakes you know what I mean they could have fired her or something that's true she's no angel for by any means so like just because some bad shit happened to her don't mean you have to baby her she's a grown fucking woman act like it <laughs> he said something mean to me no People have mean things said to them all the time. You know what I mean? You man up or woman up and whatever and you deal with it. You know what I mean? That's the way life works, you know? You're a public figure. You're going to get hated on all the time. But she felt like it was disrespectful because it was her boss. It was a joke. It, It was a joke. But it, it just came across bad to her. Yeah. For some reason. But yeah, since you watched Impact, what are your thoughts on Impact? Porn. Okay. <laughs> oh, only, like, that, that's the only thing that stands out. Because, okay, not only did they have that, right? And if you follow me on Twitter, at Renegade Enigma, um... I was tweeting out nonsense or whatever because I was bored and whatnot. So, okay, they had the porn segment with RBD and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's girlfriend. I don't know how that works, but that's a thing. But they also had a match. The match was the, um, what's his name? The Ron Jeremy impersonator. If you don't know, he does. He does porn, Joey Ryan, against the other Ron Jeremy impersonator. Johnny Swinger. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Joey Ryan again. <laughs> and I tweeted, it's the battle of the um, Ron Jeremy cosplayers. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, it, it was crazy. At one point, like, I totally forget the, the whole pay-per-view because it was a, like, pay-per-view show because it was a blur and whatever. Like, <clears throat> they had the reverse Enzo and Cass. They had a big-ass motherfucker that looked like Cass and a little motherfucker that looked like fucking... Um, no, a big-ass motherfucker looked like Enzo and a like short motherfucker that looked like Cass. It was crazy. Oh, you mean Reno Scum? Exactly. I forgot their names for a second. 
I'm telling you, like, I, I love Impact, but, like, that whole porn segment, like, fucked me up. Wow. Well, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all I believe, like, I remember off the top of my head, for real, for real. Really didn't care. They had a pay per view on Sunday, but no titles changed except for Tessa Blanchard winning the title. Basically, so nothing, nothing really like significant other than that. Basically, he did. However, like they was having an interview Tessa Blanchard, and Mm -hmm. like he did have appear in the monitor and threaten her, like said something just like you don't know when, you don't know where, but I'm gonna get you. I'm the boogeyman. He didn't say I'm the boogeyman. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> In Impact, they're gonna do something that I hope goes right for them because they're doing a total nonstop action, no place like home, April third in Florida. Oh, when they go back home, okay. Yeah, and it's like they're gonna try to bring back all the TNA people. So it's like I don't know. I, don't, I hope they make something work. I really do. I mean, Braven, uh, Monty Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of people who've been like TNA champion, NWA TNA champion, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them they can't do. <laughs> I mean, um, Ken Shamrock they, already works there, so. They could ask WWE, could they use the guys for that one day? Because there's a lot of guys on a WWE contract that used to work at TNA, the TNA, not just Impact. Yeah. So if they ask them, hey, can we use the guys for just like one day? They might let them use them. I mean, they do like what se- they do have what seems to have a good relationship, you know, so... Yeah, they do. I don't know, Christian, because he's retired, so. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they would really mind that one. Nope. But I would love to see AJ Styles there. Yeah, because he basically was Mr. TNA, you know? Yeah, like, if you ever thought of TNA, he was there. Pretty much. the only person. Sting? Sting's another one. Oh, yeah, Sting is another one. Sting was there like, since the beginning, also. Mm hmm. Abyss? Yep. Abyss. I think uh, they could pull off Abyss because, like, he works for WWE, but he's a backstage person. Exactly. And, correct me if I'm wrong, we have yet to see him on television as, like, an agent or something, so I could. <laughs> huh? No, a cough. Oh. Yeah. At this point, like, it really doesn't matter. Um, Sanjay Dutt is another one. I'm thinking about, clearly, they're just the WWE people that used to work there, you know? Robert Roode. Robert Roode. James Storm. He's in NWA right now, though, but, yeah, that would be one. They would have to work that out with them. They don't really care where. They'll they'll let them come back. Yeah. Samoa Joe. You said Samoa Joe, right? No, I didn't say Joe, but that's a good point. Booker T. Booker T. Christopher Daniels, which is an AEW. 
Cass. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Yep. Bully Ray. Bully Ray. Ring of Honor, right? Yep, he's in Ring of Honor. Okay. Yeah, there's people all over the place that used to be there, so... You know, it's going to be an interesting thing. Now, is this a pay-per-view, or is this one of their, like, offhand shows that they sometimes put on the extra show? It's an offhand show on the pay-per-view. I mean, it's an offhand show that they're just going to... I think they might stream it to Twitch if they get unbanned, or they'll do it on their little shitty streaming service that nobody buys. <laughs> yeah, because don't nobody mess with that. There's no fucking point. Like, you don't even get pay-per-views. There's no fucking point. None at all. This is fucking worthless. For all that, get, like, Fight Network or something. Exactly. So, on to AEW. Okay. Well, keep in mind, like, I have yet to watch it. So, this is all you, buddy. So, starting out with the big news for AEW, they signed a four-year contract. For the television deal, right? Yep. Yeah, I've seen that. 2023 or something? Yep, to 2023. is going to be on TNT. Cool. And they're also getting a second show on TNT. No one is quite sure what it's going to be, but people are speculating it's going to be dark. Not just going to be a dark show, but AEW dark. No, I got you. Like, So they're going to put that on television? Yes. Which we've been discussing there for the longest. Like, That would be best for them. Uh-huh. That way they can make it more in continuity because at this point, who cares about dark? Like, if they do another show that's not dark, that'll be three shows that they have. And I watch, like, I watch AEW, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch all three shows. No. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to... There's enough wrestling that I have to keep up with now to add another show that's probably even more pointless than dark I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna go out my way to do it sorry yeah for all that just drop dark yeah like like dark is cool like when they care about it but if you add another show it's like it's too much it it becomes an oversaturation exactly but hopefully it's just dark on TBS and I know people are going to be like, what? Why? I hope they do it Saturday 6.05 on TBS. Like a Saturday night type of show, right? WCW Saturday night. Yeah. Like, if they did that, it would be so perfect. And, like, there's not really anything that comes on Saturday at, like, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. There's nothing that comes on. Oh, nah, so that would be good. So, yeah, that would be, like... Perfect. It's fucking perfect. <clears throat> but yeah, they had their show Bash at the Beach. This is leading up to the Chris Jericho cruise, which is next week. But they had the show, they called it Bash at the Beach, and it started off with a fatal four-way tag team match with the Young Bucks, LAX, the Best Friends, and Kenny and Hangman Page. Cool. It was it was a pretty good match. It, not gonna lie, it was a pretty good match. And 
Hangman Page and Kenny Omega won. So they're number one contenders for SCU. I don't know when they're going to get the title shot, but they're number one contenders. For some odd ass reason, I don't like it. I don't like it. Because, like, Hangman Page is eventually going to betray Kenny. Exactly. It's obvious. So. Exactly. Why do it so quick? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I don't like it. Somebody is suggesting that they win the tag team titles and then they split after that. And I'm just like, that kind of ruins the point of the tag team titles. I wouldn't like that. What I would have liked, like, kind of like, in your words, the slow burn type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Have the Bucks win, but have the Bucks pin uh, um, Hangman and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Kind of like put fuel in the fire. Have the Bucks yeah. maybe eventually win the tag team titles and whatnot, right? And then mm-hmm. Kenny and um, Hangman have to like struggle to get them. When they eventually get them, they lose, and that's why Hangman snaps and kick all their asses. Yes, um, that makes sense too. Yeah. But I'm kind of reporting. Huh? I said, by the way, I'm watching it as we speak. Oh. But Melzer is kind of reporting that they're going to wind up going in that direction with a tag team match between the two. And I like I like your story more than I like his, just as them just going against each other eventually. Yeah. Like, that makes more sense. Because, like, they don't, like, essentially get them at first, they have to earn it. And then when they get it, they lose. And then, you know, hang that snap. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> and then we had a woman's match with the Nightmare Collective, which is Brandy Rose and Mel versus Chris Batlander and Hikaru Shida. Oh, he, like, wrestled? Yeah, Brandy wrestled. Oh, shit. Because she hasn't wrestled in a while, so... Yeah, I was I was not a fan of that match. <laughs> I'm just sorry, but I'm not a fan of anything that they're doing with the women at all. Cause it's like they're not doing good with the women. Yeah, it's like all mixed up with the women. Yeah, I'm just not all for it. There was a fun match with QT Marshall, Dustin Rose. And Diamond Dallas Page versus MJF, the Butcher and the Blade. They had a pretty good match. Well, well Diamond Dallas was like busting his ass because it was like, holy shit, Dallas could still go at like 60 something. Yeah, he could go like a motherfucker. I just, I don't like how they like talked about, oh, we're, um, we're not going to bring back the old people, but lo and behold, you're featuring the old guy. Well, two old guys because Dustin and. DDP. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, John. All credit what? to them because they 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 great in the ring, especially like um, DDP and Goldust. More so, Goldust because I see more of him lately. Mhm. Um, but yeah, like AEW talk the talk, but they're not walking the walk. Oh, we're not gonna do it, but yet you do it. Basically. So they had like a little mini tournament for the number one contender for Chris Jericho at Revolution. Okay. So it was Sammy Gawawa versus John Moxley, which they had a cool match. And Moxley won. 
and then later on in the show they had Darby Allen versus Pac, which was a fucking badass match, and Pac won. So it's gonna be next week. It's gonna be Pac versus John Moxley, number one contender for Chris Jericho's title at uh, Revolution. I just said. Isn't it obvious though who's gonna win that though? Like it's <laughs> even more obvious when they did the little after Moxie won, they attacked him and stuck a poke in his eye. I mean, stuck a spike in his eye. Alright. If you're an old school wrestling fan, when the rope when the into Dusty Rose eye, it was pretty cool. But like now it's like Eh, I'm not, not cool anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I said, and I didn't go, oh shit, he fucked up. He was like, eh, well, it, it didn't do anything to me. But, like, they tried to make him, like, they're trying to make Mox, like, the super badass of AEW. Like, I have a feeling that he's. He's gonna go against Jericho and lose. Yeah. He's gonna be all this hype was for nothing? Like, why? Jericho's not gonna lose that title anytime soon. I think he's gonna lose it to Kenny Omega. Uh, I mean, they say because, like, Jericho's a big time name. Like, a lot of, like, Again, I believe I mentioned this last week, like, in order for you to have a successful business, you have to cater to the casuals, because they're the majority and whatever, but the majorities won't know who Kenny Omega is. He's building a name for himself, but, you know, you know if you're a wrestling fan, you know? Okay, to be honest, he's not really building a name for himself. A little like, bit. None of them are. Dude. No, no, I mean him in particular because he appears like in like the video game scene and all that, you know? So if you're in that, you know who he is. Yeah, well, if you're in that, but as far as wrestling and as far as AEW, well, I know most of AEW fans are their fan base. Mm -hmm. Casual people that's looking outside, they're like, why should I care about him or the Young Bucks or Cody when every time I see them, they're losing? Like True. When they're, like, they're barely on TV, but every time they lose. Like, I know it's a total... Like, I've said this before many times on this podcast. It's a contradiction because they're wrestlers and they're executives. But, like, if you're trying to establish yourself as, like, top wrestlers, you should win more. Yeah, because as a single wrestler, Kenny Omega pretty much is a jobber. Basically. He's like dirty he's, one. He's only over because he's fucking teaming with Hangman Page. Yeah. And you know that's not going to last long either, so. Exactly. Did you know that the Dark Order has a Dark Lord? I want to call him. There was some... It's somebody over them, right? Over, yeah. um, what's his name? Evil Uno or something like that? Mm-hmm. 
I kind of figured that. I don't know why. Like, I, jokingly, like off the podcast, I don't know if I mentioned it in the podcast. I like, I would say that to you. Mhm. Yeah. So speculation. Who do you think it is? Honestly, I have been, like not the foggiest idea to that. Like, I can't even think of that jokingly. I'm going with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Yep. Like, what's his contract situation? Because I know there's rumors. His contract is up in March. Okay. So, like, because the Dark Order is, like, they haven't been on TV and they've just been doing, like, these little promos, they can keep pushing this off. And then, like, when Matt's free, he pops up as the leader of the Dark Order. Okay. But you know what would fuck me up and bother the fucking shit out of me? Okay. If the leader of the Dark Order was Cody. That would be something. That would bother the fucking shit out of me. Like, I'd probably throw my remote at the TV. Like, what the fuck? Like, you just did a, it's me, Austin. It was me all along. Proving once again, they're doing the WWE thing. <laughs> Basically. Like, that, like, that would piss me off because like wait you guys are supposed to be different and you just did a whole WWE trope like come on but now that I said it watch that happen no like, I, I can see that once you just said it too like I would be so pissed like I was watching um a, the commercial for AEW like I forget like what it said exactly but it was one part that stood out to me how they said they're trendsetters. Mm-hmm. It's nothing about AEW that's trending to me. Like, it's either all what WWE did or they're basically like a bootleg WCW. Well, we can say that just from like as a criticizing thing, but for some reason they have 900,000 fans watching them every week. So we can't say that Hey, they're not. Do- they're doing something wrong. They're they're doing something right for some odd reason. Don't know why. No, in the ring, they're do- they're great. Like I'm watching the tag team match as we speak. This match is good, right? Um, it just their storylines and all that. It's not hitting with me. But matches are good. Yeah, because you know? I feel I feel like their storylines does not make any sense. Like they should. It's like they want to tell a story, but they don't know how to tell a story. Yeah. And then when they tell the story, they get to a certain match, you're like, well, I don't really want to see this fucking match because I didn't like the story. Like, and the match can be, like, awesome, and you'd be like, well, it was an awesome match, but I didn't, it took me out of the match because it didn't make sense because of the story. Like, I don't know. And the thing that bothers me, like, they, they've they been around storytellers, and they should, they should know how to fucking make a story. Yeah. I, I don't get it. It's not, like, it's not like they're rookies, you know? Yeah. They've been around. And, like, if they would have stuck to their original idea of what AEW should have been, like, an indie version of New Japan or something like that, they could have just told a story by just pure wrestling. And people be like, oh, okay, this is this is awesome. But then you're telling stories, but you're telling WWE type stories. And it's like, 
we don't want WWE type stories. We can watch WWE for that. Yeah, because New Japan doesn't have stories per se. Yeah, and as oddly as oddly as that is, I'm going to transition into something that is actually like New Japan. NXT. Yeah. Because if you notice, like, there's not a lot of talking segments on NXT, dumb promos, dumb little vignettes, and, like, backstage dumb dramas. There's not a lot of that. It's most mainly wrestling. Basically, and the little bit of backstage they do, like, it makes sense in correlation to the story. Yes, except for this one thing today. But we're not about to get into regular NXT. We're going to get into NXT UK. Oh, yeah. They had a pay-per-view. We forgot to even talk about it last week. But they had a pay-per-view. I mean, to our defense, we don't watch NXT UK. And I doubt any of our listeners like watch it, too. Like I heard a lot of people talk about, like, it's still a thing. Yeah, and the funny part is... We have not watched NXT UK for a long time. I don't know how. We knew everything that was leading into the story. Like, everything that was leading into the pay-per-view. Like, you guys have even done nothing since we've been gone. She's like, here's our story. Like, okay. Well, all right. The only difference is the one that they call me that was in the crowd. I forget his name at the moment. Yeah, I don't know his name because... I don't think he's important. They, yeah. said he, they said he had a fucking win streak. That's what I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I know Travis Banks was out there too. But like they had this, to me, a new guy. So. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck is. The UK is a big thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, like... Starting, starting off was Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. And this basic storyline of that was Eddie Dennis was injured and he came back and said he wanted to make a name for himself and he was going to start with somebody big. And he took on Trent Seven and beat Trent Seven. I was like, okay. You made a name for yourself. That's when he caught, started calling himself the dragon, though. We haven't been watching, so we don't know. <laughs> We're just gonna go with that. That's a thing. Yeah. And then we had the triple threat women's title match. It was Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Niven. Good match. It was a really good match. And Kaylee Ray retained her title. By picking up the win over Piper Niven. Like, that was pretty cool. Yep. But she stole the match from um, Tony Storm. Yeah, she did. Because <laughs> Tony had Piper beat, and Kitty Ray just came in and just. the match. Like, oh yep. shit. And then we had the best match. Of WWE for 2020, Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Bate, aka Funko Finn. Yes, that match was so 
fucking good. It was it was fucking awesome. Like I loved everything about that fucking match. Me too. It was just so good. Like at one time, at one point, they went into like a straight boxing match. Like I swear they got pissed off at each other and just wanted to hit each other. Like what the hell? They probably did. <laughs> and then we had a very violent, for like no reason, tag team title ladder match. It was Imperium versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus the Grizzled Young Vet versus Gallus. Yeah. That's all for him. Yeah. It was fucking brutal. It just was brutal for no reason. I don't even think these guys hated each other. Yeah. They need a tag team name, though, for God's sakes. Come on, you don't like Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews? Too much to fucking say. They're still cool. Yeah. Retained the titles in that fucking brutal-ass match. That shit. Brutal as shit. Like the kendo sticks that throws it to the ladder. Yo, those candlestick like shots that that had to have been fucking illegal. Like that that was the worst candlesticks like I've ever seen. And we came up in fucking like ECW days when like that shit came from. Like no, it was bad. <laughs> but Gallus kept and, their titles. Cool. At at one point, um. Morgan Webster and um, Mandrews did a weird tag team move which seemed like one did a Spanish fly to the other through one of their opponents through a table outside the ring off the ladder. Yeah, that was so weird because I knew what they were setting up for because they, they set up Mark Coffey and Wolfgang on two tables and they were going to flip off the ladder on one side. Like on each side. But when they put Mark Coffey on the table, the table broke. So they just said, fuck it, we're just going to go jump on Wolfgang. Yeah. Like, okay. Holy shit. Like, both of you flipped on him? Mm-hmm. God damn. I'm, I'm not sure if that was the spot, but at one point, the, the, um, the letter snapped in half. Usually you see... A ladder will break, but not completely in half. Like it just it completely bent. That shit snapped. That's when Wolfgang fucking dude on a fucking spear. He speared him in the corner right onto the ladder. Gotcha. And that is Joe Cole. Joe Coffee versus Walter for what apparently by the way they're, apparently they're going to change the name to it it's the WWE United, United Kingdom title but apparently they're changing to the WWE NXT United Kingdom title which I've been calling for for the longest yeah cause why the fuck was it just the UK title 
uh, I, no, it was the WWE UK title. Mm. But, but remember, like, it's all NXT now, so it should be the NXT UK title. Yeah, they should have changed the name. Yeah, so apparently, like, what I'm hearing reported, it, they, they are going to change it. I hope they do. Yeah. And that was, like, a fucking pretty good match. You would think it would be, like, a brawl or whatever, but no, they did lots of high-impact moves and whatever. Like, it, it was good. Yeah, like, it was different pace than what I thought was going to happen. But, like, it was pretty damn good. And Walter with a fucking sleeper. Yeah. Credit to Joe Coffey, though, because Joe Coffey went in on him. Yeah, he did. At one point during the match, Alexander Wolf came out to help, and then Ilya Dragunov came out to beat him up. But when Ilya Dragunov fucked up um, Wolf, he fucked up Joe Coffey in the process. Of course, you know, it's going to lead into something, so that's the thing. Yeah, but I do have to shout out the referee, though, because the referee took a fucking shotgun drop kick from Walter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Walter. Anybody else but Walter? Like, no, nah, you you had to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fucked up. And when Walter won, he celebrated with his Imperium brothers, and they were standing there just cheering. The little graphic came up to say the end of the show, and what happened? Shock the system. Fucked up by undisputed error. Nobody. You didn't notice, like, NXT, and I'm saying NXT as a whole, because NXT UK also, they do that to us a lot. They show the little ending graphic, but there's still more that fucks you up. Still more. And fucking Adam Cole's debut literally happened that same way. Like, they showed the graphic as Drew McIntyre had... Oh, he's going home. And Kyle Riley showed up. You're like, wait, what? And then Adam Cole, you're like, wait, who, what the fuck? The Ciampa and Gargano thing. I was just about to mention that it's not my moment. I mean, it's not our moment. It's my moment thing that happened after the graphic. Yes. Yes. Chapel's return, I think, happened like that too. Yep. Like that like you don't trust the going off graphic. Like they have to fade the black completely. And then it's over. And even then, they probably like record something for YouTube. <laughs> yes. I believe like one time it did fade the black and they came back with like something that was happening. He was like, oh shit, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't trust it next day. Nah. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. <laughs> but that's how that one setting up their War of the Worlds match. Which is Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Yes. Speaking of War of the Worlds match, there's a four way for the Cruiserweight title 
there's a there's a match going on. I mean, there's two matches set up for NXT UK next week, which is Brian Kendricks versus Travis Banks, which seems like it'd be an awesome match. Mm-hmm. And A Kid versus Jordan Devlin. The two winners of those matches will face Angel Garza and a person we'll talk about later in a fatal four way. Okay. So, before we jump into the NXT of NXT, so the lineup for World of Worlds is Ilya Dragunov versus Finn Balor, which is good match. Fucking, which is going to be fucking awesome. Tony yep. Storm versus Rhea Ripley, which is also going to be fucking awesome. Yep. The Undisputed Era Imperium match that we have already covered. Yep. Mustache Mountain versus DIY Johnny Gargano and Ciampa who are back together. And we just brought up the fact when they broke um, broke up, so that's a thing. Yes, which is going to be fucking awesome. And also the four way for the cruiserweight title. So I know that like there's quote unquote like this is the air quotes. NXT is not going to be in the Royal Rumble, quote unquote, per Triple H. Someone asked him, he said, no, NXT is not going to be in Royal Rumble. Yeah, whatever. They always do it. At least, like, a, a few people are going to be in there. It's not going to be, like, the 10, 10, 10, like we wanted. There's going to be a few in there. I hope so. Because the way they I- tried to make it sound was, nobody's going to be in it. Now that I call bullshit. At least someone like a Matt Riddle or Keith Lee or something. Yes. For the world is like it's shaping up to be like one hell of a fucking pay per view. Yeah. Well, you said where the world's worlds collide, you mean? Worlds collide, whatever. Same shit. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk about NXT. Did you watch NXT? Yeah, but like I'm watching um, AEW right now, so like my my memory is sketchy on that shit. All I know it was good. They had like we were talking about backstage segments earlier with AEW and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The one um, backstage segment that uh, like stands out, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm gonna let you like run down the show. But the one with Undisputed Era, DIY, and Keith Lee. You know the yeah. one I'm talking about. Yes. But go ahead. With Keith Lee in the ring cutting a promo, and Undisputed Era jumps him and then pilmanizes his leg. And then, right after that, Tommaso Ciampa comes out to save him. And Tommaso Ciampa gets beat up. And then, Keith comes out to save him. I wasn't surprised. Tommaso Ciampa, though, it seemed like he took forever to get out there, though. I think he was sleeping in the back. He had a nap. <laughs> he had his nap scheduled right around that time, and he wound up going to sleep. Yeah. But Johnny came out to help him, and it was like, oh, shit. They hit Bobby Fish with meeting in the middle that we haven't seen in such a long time. So that was pretty cool. Yep. Then we went into another match for the Dusty Classic 
which had Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus the Broserweights, which is Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle. But 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 check this out. Uh-huh. Um, what's his name? Uh, 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 Matt Riddle. For some mm-hmm. that's forsaken for reason, you kept pointing this out. He grew a mustache, right? So <laughs> they're either the Broserweights or like I'm gonna refer to them to for now on if they stay together. Bro stash mountain. Boom. <sighs> It's on the podcast. It's going to happen. Boom. All right. <laughs> they, had a, they had a great match in Bro Stash Mountain, as you call them. Yay. <laughs> they, won the, they won the match with a Bro to Sleep Flex, X-Plex. So it's a Brex to... S- I don't know. I'm not even going to try. Screw it. X-Bro? They... They hit him with the Brexit. Uh, oh yeah. shit! <laughs> Go ahead. They hit him with the. They hit him with the Brexit, <laughs> and they won the match. Like, that was pretty cool. Yep. Then we had the triple threat match to get into the four way that I mentioned earlier for Angel Garza's NXT Cruiserweight title. It was Tyler Breeze versus Leo Rush versus Swerve. Scott. Isaiah. Isaiah Swerve. I forgot his first name. Yeah. The, the, the first name always escapes us. It, it came to me randomly. <laughs> yes. Now that match was fucking awesome. It was. It was. The person who won, I didn't expect to win. I expected the man he pinned to win, but yeah. I don't know why, but I did have a, I did have a little inkling that Swerve might win it. Because it just, it felt, I don't know, it just felt like it was his time. But that's where pinned Tyler Breeze for the win. He hit him with his finishing move that I have not seen in a long time. Because I thought it was banned from... But Isaiah Scott had a finishing move when he was... his. Old name. Whatever that is. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna say what his old name was. Yeah, I'm okay. Moving on. <laughs> it was Shane Strickland for you people who are trying to figure out what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was just trying to see if you got, you no. had it. I knew it, but I just I just kept fucking around. And then we went back in time and had the time splitters, Kashida and Alex Shelley versus the Grizzled Young Vets. And yo, fucking um, Alex Shelley and whatever. Like, I said all throughout the night, they kept you on the versus screen. Like, yo, he looks old as shit. And like, lo and behold, he comes out and... He looks young. Like what the what the fuck? Fountain, Fountain of you? What the fuck? They found a stunt double. Like, first of all, this motherfucker had long ass fucking hair. Like he looked like fucking Pete Dunne. He had that similar hairdo. So like, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I was fucked up. I don't know where the fuck he found that hair, but he found a lot of hair. Yeah, match was awesome. He didn't miss a miss a um, step. 
The only thing I'm mad about is they lost. Yeah. Missed yeah. opportunity there. Yeah, like they fucking lost. I really wish they would have won, but they lost. I'm sad about that. Like to me, they didn't have to win the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. But at least win the first match. Because the winner went against the Undisputed Era, so I really would have loved to see them against the Undisputed Era. Yeah, exactly. Like, at least pull up a good match against the Undisputed Era, come this close to beating them, but then have Undisputed Era beat them. I'm okay with that. That would have made all the sense in the world. Yeah. But that way, game, they could, like, get, get a title shot eventually, so. Yeah. But the Grizzled Young Vets won, and they're going to take on Undisputed Era next week. Awesome. And the Broserweights are going to take on Imperium next week. So we'll be one step closer to the whole Bessie Classic winner. Cool. In the backstage segment that you were talking about was up next, where it was Tomato Champa and Johnny Gargano being interviewed talking about Worlds Collide. And as they were talking about Worlds Collide, Undisputed Era came out to try to beat them up, and security showed up, and all of a sudden, the Hawk showed up. Not Hawk Hogan, <laughs> the Hawk Keith Lee. He pounced some dude through some fucking bushes, powerbombed another dude through a fucking car, <laughs> and then threw this other guy against the wall. And it was like, God damn. And it was like random people, like fucking like security guard and shit. Yes. And Keith Lee is going to fight Roderick Strong next week for the North American title. So I'm like, God damn, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, like, he, he's fucking awesome. I, I was like, what the fuck? The one thing that weirded me out, though, is the way Undisputed Air tried to confront DIY and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if you if, like, if you didn't watch the whole show and you just watched that one segment, you swear that Undisputed Air are, are the good guys or whatever. Cause it, it had that vibe, like, that, that um, good guy trying to get revenge and, like, they're holding him back, like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, that type of thing. Yeah. It, like, it did feel weird. Like, they just did it backwards. Yeah. Like, that, like, that was so fucking funny. Like, they, they did it backwards. It's like, wait, what? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, they're supposed to be the good... Like, they're supposed to be the bad guys, and they're the good guys. Like, that's wrong. Because early in the night, as you said, uh, um, Undisputed Era jumped them. So it would make perfect sense for Undisputed Era to, to get the last interview... And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, DIY to come out. But they're like, I'm going to kick your ass. And blah, 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 you know, all that shit. Exactly. But it happened that way. Mind you, they weren't even talking about Undisputed Era, to my knowledge, during that well, interview. They about Trent Seven and Tyler B. Yeah. They're their future match. They, they weren't talking about that shit. In fact, they, they, they put themselves as DIY again, which, by the way, they have a new t-shirt on Shop or whatever. Yes. Go pick it up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. And they announced another... No. They, did they announce another match for Portland? Because I know they announced Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor 
I swear they announced another match, but I'm not sure. I do know that would face the winner of the Women's Battle Royal that was up next. Oh, yeah. And going into the Battle Royal, I thought it's going to be one of those dumb Battle Royals where you just punch a bunch of guys and it's just it's not even fun. Dude, that was one of the best battle royals I've seen in a long time. That shit was fun. First of all, right, like, mm-hmm. kind of unexpected because, like, we've been calling her, her being out the picture for the longest because she was, as we say, quote-unquote, going to the main roster and whatnot. You know what I mean? We're still using the terminology, like, you know what I mean? Because NXT is, like, a different ballgame, at least to me. I don't know about to you. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, Sheena Baszler showed up. Yes. Shayna Baszler was in it. Mercedes Martinez was in it. Santana Garrett. Shotzi Blackheart. Um, Vanessa Bourne. MJ Jenkins. Casey, um, Kate and Carter. Casey Catanzaro showed back up. That's who I was thinking. I forgot her name. Yeah. Mia Yim. Zaya Lee. Tegan Knox. Uh, Tegan Knox. Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing the person besides Shayna Baszler. But it was one more person in there. I just can't remember who it was. I feel like it was another person that made it cool because we haven't seen that person in a long time. But that fucking match was just fucking awesome. They all did great. Yeah, and it was it was a couple spots in there that like people were getting thrown out. It was like, holy shit, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Keegan Knox got pulled out by fucking Dakota Kai, who wasn't even in the match. That shit was fun. Which she should have been, but she, she whatever. Should've. Oh, Deanna Perazzo was the other person that I forgot. I can't believe I almost forgot her. Okay. But Deanna Perazzo got she got thrown out by Shotzi Blackheart and she took Shotzi Blackheart out and beat the shit out of her so everybody thought Shotzi was gone. So Shayna Baszler had somebody in his had Mercedes Martinez in the sleeper and dropped her off the side and everybody was like oh no you eliminated Mercedes. Shotzi Blackheart jumped in the ring and threw Shayna Baszler out. I was like oh, uh, uh, oh what? Yeah, it's definitely going to lead into something. Yeah, it was a shock. Everybody, like, they cheered, but they, like, they're like, wait a minute, she did it? And, and everybody popped. She got th- she got through out eventually, but it came down to the last two, which was Bianca Belair and Io Shirai. Like, I didn't know they were going to have that much fun trying to throw each other out. Not to mention that they're both heels. And not to mention, like, they teamed together twice not too long ago. Survivor Series and War Games. Yes. And it was like, what the f-? Like, it was so much fun trying to watch them throw each other out to the point that she was like, oh, wait, this is, oh, no, 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 oh, wait, wait. It was just so fun. But Bianca Belair threw Io Shirai out, and she's now number one contender. 
like at first I could have sworn it was gonna be Shayna, which you know, like that be like the logical thing to go as far as storyline. Mm-hmm. Then I'm think like toward the end I'm thinking Eo. Like I wasn't thinking Bianca. Not that Bianca's bad. I just didn't think of her. Yeah, but yeah, like she won that shit, and yeah, that match against Rhea is gonna be totally fucking awesome. Yes, and that's gonna be a takeover Portland. But for some reason, like I did not think that Bianca was gonna win. Don't know why. I just didn't think she was gonna win. Yeah. But yeah, NXT was fucking awesome. Yeah, it definitely was. Like, I'm watching AEW as we speak. I'm watching the women's match, and, like, I'm not hating, but, like, there's been a couple of botches in this, so. Yeah. Like, that tag team match was awesome. I'm going to give them credit for that. But this women's match, like, there's botches. Yeah, like I said before, I don't know why. I don't know why that, like, the women's division is not, it's not as good as it should be. And it's like, like I said, it's not anything against them. Like, it's not anything against the women. It's just, why? It's something off, and it's like, like, I don't want to say, like, it's the women's talent, because, like, even Brandy's good in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, they have a lot of good women. I think it's because of the way they book them and the stories that they give them. Probably. Because they are, all of them are good. Like, I haven't seen one bad one, for real, for real. Yeah, not at all. You haven't had, like, their version of Eva Marie or something, you know? Right. So to jump on something that's not WWE or American related, actually. Okay. So a New Japan thing, which like fucking like I didn't really expect this to go anywhere. So okay, last night or last yesterday, they had they gave out the awards for the 2019 Year in Awards for Japan, like the Japanese Year in Awards to like all the wrestlers and all of that. Yeah. And Okada won the MVP award, which he usually wins because he's one of the best. Mm-hmm. So last night he he cut a like he wasn't cutting a promo, but he was just talking. Was like, hey, you know, like the Olympics is coming, and I wish that like Japan could do something great and have like an all star like show against like all the other Japanese promotions and have this big thing because I would love to wrestle Kento Miyahara. Or Kito Kiyomiya. And it's like, everybody heard it was like, yo, that would be awesome. That would be cool. And everybody just left it alone. Well, it doesn't seem like it's going to be left alone. Because today, New Japan and their official, both of their official Twitters tweeted out, hey, Okada made this stunning suggestion. I think we might go with this. For him to challenge guys from all Japan, Noah, Big Japan, it's kind of like a... This hasn't been done in a long time in Japan. So, hopefully, J- 
Japan won't be the only people he calls out for this big Olympic style all-star show. It's like historic. Yeah, it's it's big. Yep. Okada's doing what Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks thought that they were doing, changing the wrestling world. Yeah, because they're really not changing anything, like, for real, for real. They're, I think they release what AEW is doing is adding competition. We know. Putting more money in the wrestler's pockets. Yeah. They have, like, eyes on them, which is good, so. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for wrestlers getting paid more. Yeah. Because the one good thing, another good thing that they're doing... They're giving more exposure to people who haven't had the lime like like a Darby Allen or something like that. So, dude, I'm calling bullshit on that. Huh? I'm calling bullshit on that because WWE was looking at Darby Allen the same way they was looking at Austin Theory. But do you really think Darby Allen would do good in WWE? If he like, they would have kind of let him, told him to water his that foul down a little bit. He could like he could have got over either way. You think? I think so, but like, it's a lot of guys that WWE waited on because they was like, you know what? Let them get a little bit more experience, and then we'll go after them. The AEW jumped on, but like WWE should have jumped on a lot of these wrestlers, and they could have had all of this talent, but they didn't. Or they like on, uh, Killer Cross and whatnot, which, by the way, apparently he signed to MLW. I don't know if we mentioned that before. Yeah, we yeah. mentioned that. Did we mention that last week? I don't think we did, so that's why I mentioned it now. But yeah, uh, that's the thing. I, I'm be honest with you. I don't see Killer Cross being there past March. And MLW. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I heard, I heard a rumor. Heard it through a grapevine. Go ahead. Yes. Have you been watching Harley Quinn? No. Oh, that was a joke. No. (laughs) But I heard that he could possibly be signing in April. To? WWE. Oh. I heard that his start date could be April, which means... He's only going to be in MLW for a short time. Well, it makes sense because Scarlett DeVoe, like, which is his girlfriend, fiance, who fucking knows right now, um, has been signed to NXT for a little while now. So that's a thing. I'm actually pissed off that they haven't used her yet, but, you know. I mean, that's like per the course with NXT or whatever, because. They have abundance of people there that they haven't used. And, like, you know, basically, this is why I still consider them, like, uh, I consider the main roster the main roster is because they have the people they don't use, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go to NXT, which I'm going to consider, like, high school, whatever. Mm-hmm. They go to high school and then they go to the uh, main roster and whatnot, you know? Everybody else using it's pretty much like junior high you know using those like you know analogies and whatnot. so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time before they go to high school they just need a couple people to leave you know 
Yeah, but then when they leave, you don't want them to just sit around on the main roster. Like, look what happened to the tension. Yeah. The fucking fucking longest running NXT Tag Team Champions for a long time. Went up to the main roster, didn't do shit. EC3? That's another one? But EC3 is actually injured, so I kind of give them a pass on that one because he's injured. Okay. Yeah, that's why I give them a pass on that one. Because he got injured by accident, so I give him a pass. But yeah, like, it's... Catch-22 with them graduating, though. But, like, they need to graduate in order to put more people. You know? Yeah. Otherwise... You're gonna do like the um AEW dilemma, and no, I'm not shitting on AEW again. It just it's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. They're missing people. Once again, where's Sean Spears? Oh well, he just posted a picture of him with ruffles on Twitter, so I guess that's <laughs> what he said. And speaking of Twitter, which has to go back to AEW, Aaron Corbin was watching AEW last night. I heard he shit all over them. Yeah, he said AEW was... They did too many moves and all this crap. But it it was just fucked up. Like, why were you not watching your own company? One, why were you not watching the wrong company? Two, why didn't you watch the rest of it? Because you're basically sitting on the wrong match because that match was actually good, in my opinion. Like, he's wrong yeah. about that, right? Mm-hmm. Three... You're the wrong person to shit on them because you're shit your damn self. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I give WWE more credit than I give AEW a lot of times, but Baron Corbin's one of their, like, pet projects that's a failure because, like, everyone hates him. Like, stop trying to push him. Yeah, because he's, he's fucking garbage. Yeah. Like, now you got him being a fucking king and whatever. Like, who fucking cares, you know? Like, no. You have no room to talk. None. Just a shitty dude. Like, hell, as much as I hate Seth or Roman, if either one of them said it, I'll be upset. But they're top names in the the company, so. You know? Yeah. Baron ain't shit. Not at all. So, yeah. So, yeah, like... That's all we got, I think. Yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Like, I ain't got nothing else. You sure you ain't got nothing else? Uh... No, nothing else. We're Rumble, I guess. Yes, we're in the the Rumble saga. (laughs) And after next week, we... We'll have the last part of the saga. Where we actually get to run down a card for a fucking pay-per-view that's happening two days later. Will we, though? Will we? Because we might not still. <laughs> Yo, if we don't, if we don't, I'm going to use this. Because, like, I'm willing to bet you, like, there's still going to be matches that are going to be announced right there and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I really hope... I really hope not. 
but yeah, guys, we we're done. And any closing remarks? We're out. Oh, fuck that shit.